everybody. Welcome back to the Optimism Vision podcast. This podcast guest has been uh, really hard to pin down, and I'm really, really looking forward to introducing you to her today. Tessie, we've really, really tried to sort this out for a long time now, um, and I'm just over the moon we finally managed to sort it out. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Um, firstly, I want to say sorry. I've been an absolute pain in the ass. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this or not, but um, I have been, yeah, really difficult to pin down. Sorry about that. Just life has essentially got in the way. Um, so I, you've kind of found me through like my fitness page and stuff like that. But it's quite funny because people always think that that's what I do full time um, is just fitness. And that's essentially my hobby. Like I absolutely love keeping active. I always have ever since I was young. And yeah, setting up that account was just like something I wanted to do on the side for a little bit of fun, like every other girl during the first lockdown, setting up um, an Instagram account. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, it's been good. I'm really enjoying it. I've met some amazing people through it. However, um, about three months or four months ago, um, I decided to set up my own social media management business um, after leaving a job with an international development charity. Um, that I was working with whilst finishing my master's. So me, in a nutshell, is I'm a very chatty person, as you can tell. But um, communications and PR is kind of what I've specialised in. So I've kind of taken a leap to go down the social media management route, really. So, yeah, that's kind of why I've been so busy, because I'm I'm attempting to set all of that up and work with various businesses, which I'm absolutely loving. And I feel really grateful to be able to do that at the moment. So, yeah, that's pretty much me. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that so openly. Um, I'm really looking forward to um, really jumping into the deep end with your motivations behind doing that and what motivated you to really pursue that vision of like your idea of success and your career um, sort of post-university. So I'm really looking forward to um, exploring that common ground. Um, as my first guest of yeah. 2022, now... This is, yeah, this is oh, a very, yeah, very special uh, conversation. <laughs> I would love you to, you know, no pressure. I would really love to know what the phrase having an optimistic vision means to you going forward into 2020. I don't know whether you've seen on social media at the moment, there's like a little bit of a kind of a narrative of, oh, toxic positivity and all this sort of stuff. And it, I don't know why it really winds me up because... I'm just like, obviously optimism and positivity, they, they're kind of hand in hand in that sense. And it's like having a, an optimist or, or a positive mindset doesn't mean necessarily that you're forcing yourself to be positive every single day. It's just about having like a more lighthearted view of things. And even when you're having more difficult days, as is as every single person does, it's about looking beyond that and thinking that, yeah, this is just a feeling. This is just an emotion that I'm essentially having now and dealing with now. But it doesn't mean that this is my future. And um optimism can come in like so many different forms so it could just be in a sense of something that you're essentially looking forward to that day or something you're optimistic to achieve that day that week month or like even future down the line as in goals and stuff for 2022 like you were describing so for me optimistic kind of mindset yeah it means a lot more than kind of just that I hate that like I was saying that toxic positivity I just don't really believe in it I don't know what's your opinion on it as well I think to I think that's a really, really good point and one that hasn't really been brought up before. So I, I knew this was going to be a good conversation. So thank you. Yeah, um, that's right. I felt that when I started this page, my, my moniker for the optimism vision was similar to what you said, really, that it wasn't always admitting that things are OK now in the present. 
and it was more of recognizing that yes yeah. we have bad days but as long as we can you know i'm trying not to use the word positive but i suppose it is of be being hopeful for the future and knowing that we do have an opportunity every day to um you know strive towards that goal and i think that's kind of what i wanted to embrace across my sporting background and sort of my teaching and education background um so yeah, yeah i definitely think that i've yeah away from the idea of enforcing positivity i don't think that's what i'm looking for i'm just looking for people to recognize that they are capable of those amazing things but you know no pressure don't sweat it if you don't do it today um there is tomorrow 100 percent. are you kind of against positivity then in a sense in terms of like utilizing that term obviously like you can't be fully against it but you like you said you steer away from it is there is it for that particular reason do you feel that there's like a massive pressure associated with it um i think i think there is um one phrase that i do absolutely hate using is uh wishful thinking um okay like a really really good conversation with elon musk where he sort of explains how we're all guilty of wishful thinking and that we should really reframe it as wishful doing, you know, because you describe a lazy person and they're sat around doing nothing, but they're thinking, oh, this would, my life would be so much better if I did this, but then they don't act upon those thoughts. And I think that is... Yeah, I completely agree with you. ...is everything. And I think I notice that a lot when I'm teaching young children and, you know, young adults that if they're making no intention to make those changes, then they're not going to see positive results quote unquote so yeah i i think that is something <laughs> that i strive towards i think and yeah um positivity is a word i think it, it's so broad isn't it that i think it can definitely be taken out of context 100 percent, and i think like anything on social media on anything in life it's just like when you dissect it too much it becomes a little bit too intense and People are always going to pick apart these issues. And sometimes I'm like, oh, God, it gets a bit much in that sense. But relating back to what you were saying about um, people's intentions, I do think if you've got something at the forefront of your mind, kind of constantly niggling away and you're like, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. I think essentially, like eventually you do get around to doing it. I do think it takes like a certain mindset, but it's kind of about having that that goal or that intention in mind but actually looking at the steps that there are you're going to have to take to be able to get there because it's all good and well saying say for example oh yeah, yeah i want to set up a business and it's like yeah it sounds really cool but then it's like at the start i i have like a lot of people around me luckily um like my dad for example he set up his own business at like a young age and it was like yeah it's not all kind of fun and games there's this you've got to do this that you've got to do and it's kind of having that reality check in the parameters of your intentions knowing that you kind of have to get to that point and like what you need to do to get there rather than thinking seeing in all rose tinted glasses does that make sense i think it makes it more of a realistic journey and it makes it more attainable definitely and it also lowers the expectations placed on yourself that you can only do things within your capabilities so i agree completely yeah 100 percent. so i'm glad we're on the same page with that then (laughs) It's always a good thing. I have always been worried we'd have a conversation and we'd butt heads um, or like with any of the podcast guests, but um, we're doing okay so far. There's still time. <laughs> um, so you mentioned about how lockdown was sort of the catalyst for you creating a public place on social media where you can share your fitness hobbies. Um, how has sport and fitness impacted your own uh, physical and mental health? Of course, physical might have a more obvious answer. Um, but how has sport impacted your physical and mental health, especially in the last two years throughout the pandemic? 
it's been this is the thing that I want to I always kind of try and get across and I don't know whether it comes across on my page but even in conversations I have with with friends and people who want to get into fitness for me the biggest part of it is the ment- is the mental aspect of it and if you meet me well we've kind of met on here but I am a ball of energy and I've constantly got so 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 much energy um and I always have ever since I was younger so uh, sports always been an outlet for me kind of getting out that energy and I remember um even if I couldn't like train for a bit I played netball hockey I was in every single school photo like in sports photo which was hilarious but I kind of needed that like I said needed that outlet and if I didn't have it if I didn't wasn't able to train I could just notice like a shift in my mood like I'm not as happy and I just need that time during the day even if it's 15 20 minutes half an hour to an hour just to kind of just get rid of that energy but then I always think you never kind of regret training whether it's you're having a good day or a bad day it's kind of something that always kind of sticks with you no matter what's going on in your life Um, and especially during lockdown as everyone can relate to this um, the, the first lockdown I was pretty all right because it was summertime I was going outside and I was training very differently to how I usually train um but it kind of kept me sane it kept me focused it kept that routine but for me it was the second lockdown um where I found it more challenging because I was I was living on my own for six months I split up with my boyfriend of five years and we were living together and then it got to yeah so then um he moved out and that was really tough in the sense of I just felt like I couldn't go to the gym I could I was working from home like loads of other people and training was essentially the only thing that kind of let me feel a bit normal again like I'm like I'm sure everyone else felt that way and on those really like difficult days um yeah it just kept me sane and it sounds like really self-explanatory but it's, it's really not it's a lot more than that it's it's just allowing your mind to go to a different place and allowing you to just focus on your body and focus on movement. Just, yeah, more than say work does or it just alleviates all those pressures and stresses. So I hope that's um, not too much of a long-winded answer. No, that that's an absolutely brilliant answer. Don't ever apologise for voicing, <laughs> okay? Because sometimes it, it always sounds better, doesn't it, when you say it out loud. And I think um, we're really fortunate to have these various like channels that we can express ourselves and I think this is what I've really loved getting to know about people that sometimes struggle to give so much depth to their content online not that you do but I know for myself that this just gives me an opportunity to really justify Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about and where my motivations came from for the things that I do post online and so thank you so much for sharing that so openly yeah with so much passion that's all right and also, like like I said, everyone always kind of focuses straight away on like the aesthetic side of things. It's like, I want to lose weight. I want to this and that. And like I always say to my friends, I'm like, I think it always should be performance goals because the aesthetics will follow. Um, and if you're constantly striving to have certain aesthetic goals, I personally think you'll be quite miserable unless you're like goals, bodybuilding or whatever, then that's entirely different. Um, and I always say like, find your move, find what you enjoy. Like it's so important because you're going to actually stick, stick to it. It's the same with like work and every single other element in life. If you do what you enjoy, then you're going to work a lot harder at it. So yeah. And even taking up new sports, like I kickbox, like started kickboxing like two years ago and that's completely new for me. So, so I'd never done anything like that before. And then yoga. And I know that this year I want to take up a new sport because it's just, it's challenging you in completely different ways. And I think as adults, I read this somewhere, it's like, it's learning to play again. 
and it's learning to kind of switch off from all those pressures and just kind of being present and moving your body in like a fun way whether it's dance whether it's anything so yeah that's another thing I kind of want to stress I love that I love the idea of trying new things and what what was it you said then learning to play again yeah, Lynn, I read it on a, a blog, actually. It was one of my friends. He wrote a blog and um, he, he's a kickboxing coach. And basically he was saying how it's adults kind of learning to play again. Um, and I, that really kind of resonated with me because we, we forget to essentially play. And it's like even people going to the gym, right? Like I know sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fed up with like lifting weights. If I don't change it up, it can be a little bit monotone and boring. So it's like, no, if, we, if I go and play netball, if I go surfing with my friends, that is essentially like a form of play um so yeah i think that's a really nice way to look at exercise as well definitely i i always make sure um that the children who i work with um, and teach so yeah. I, I currently work in a primary school academy um which is oh, brilliant because okay. every day is different and sometimes i do love to sort of you know be the the teacher that joins in and I think it's great for them to also recognize that, you know, I'm not just a authority figure that pushes the rules. Um, and it's also nice for them to sometimes get, you know, that adults can do it too. And, you know, they can offer them that, that bit of challenge where needed. Um, and yeah, it is really fun. Yeah. Kids eyes light up and, you know, that sometimes I'll make a fool of myself or sometimes I'll do something uh, out of the blue, which is, you know, most of the time a complete fluke. But, um, you know, it's just a laugh and you, you connect with those on a completely different level. So I think, yeah, like you said, doing it with friends and the people you care about around you is probably a similar feeling. Oh, my gosh, I completely agree with you. I, I remember when I, I used to work at David Lloyd's in a kids camp. Um, so running like kids clubs and stuff, I absolutely loved it. And I was I was like a big kid. And like I feel like kids connect and respect you so much more if you do kind of just start like having a little bit more fun with it, you know, and just like not taking yourself too seriously. So I can completely relate to you there. What small action made a huge difference to you this week? And what is something that you see other people do regularly that inspire you? Um, so this week, I've, um, I think it's just, get, I know it sounds really simple. It's just getting up early. Um, I, I, like, like I said, it's really, really simple. But I, I haven't been very well recently, like COVID, like loads of other people. And like losing that extra hour of the day, two hours of the day has made such a difference because I, I love getting up first thing in the morning, obviously relating it back to fitness and just going for a walk. Getting outside um, with nature is just the most important thing. And I started doing it about a year, two years ago, um, just actually during the second lockdown. And I was like, because I was kind of struggling with the whole living on my own thing. And um, I read quite a lot about how if you go outside in nature and how much, it, like, much better it makes you feel and like lifts your mood. Um, and I have like this rule where I don't, I protect my first and last hour of the day. So in regards to social media, um, even answering emails with work. So I won't look at my socials or anything like that. So it's like, it all connects really nicely. Um, so being able to have that, well, just waking up even earlier now and doing all of that again is just making me feel a lot better, a lot more with it and, um, yeah, a lot more productive. And in regards to seeing what other people are doing, for me, it's just a case of people showing up every single day. Um, I don't know if you've kind of seen that in certain places where it's just like, just show up, just show up. Uh, so like, I, I think it's amazing because you just go, okay, I can chip away at things every single day. It doesn't mean that I need to today to like show up and smash it or be my best. It's just about turning up, whether that's in the gym, whether that's with work, you're just chipping away at different things to get to that certain goal, you know? So if that's like the ideal 
vision for you. So I think I completely agree with you. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that elevate you. Um, I think that's a mm. huge uh, mood shift, I think, from like your late teens to sort of early to mid twenties is the idea that uh, no, you don't need everyone to know what's going on. I think, you know, that might sound really um, sheltered, but the idea is that the only people that really know what moves I'm making are the people that are helping inspire me make those moves. I don't know if you feel the same. I think I agree with kind of parts of it in the sense of, okay, close circles. I'm very much like, I like keeping a close circle around me and I like investing in in people who are kind of, they don't drain me. They make me feel good that we've got similar values. I think that's really important. However, at the same time, I do believe in kind of taking every single opportunity that you can. And I think that the best way that that can kind of formulate is through meeting as many people as you can at the same time. That doesn't mean kind of giving yourself to everyone, but it's like, okay, I don't know where that's going to lead, but it doesn't really matter. It's about us kind of creating connections, learning from different people. And it doesn't mean learning as in like, I'm going to get something from you. Not at all. It could just be like a small little lesson that you learn from someone, whether it's a positive or negative thing. Um, So I kind of agree with you on like several terms there. That's good. I I like the idea that, you know, yeah, you can call me out on that and say, these these are the things (laughs) I do with them. Yeah, um, upon reflection, I can completely, completely see where you're coming from. And I, I probably, yes, I, if I could answer that again, I would probably um, agree with you. Yeah, I'd agree with you definitely on that one. Um, no, I'm wicked. I'm glad I like being right or having someone to agree with me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> so I appreciate it. <laughs> um, can you share one routine behaviour that, in your opinion, everyone should be doing? I... Like I said, you know, I was saying earlier is about protecting your first and last hour of the day. I think it's a sense, I honestly think people having that time to switch off social media or being more present, I think that would really change things. So that small habit could essentially be leaving your phone in the morning and in the evening so that you can be more present with people around you or when you're kind of in a meeting or speaking to someone or whether it's anything important work-wise or just even family, just just turning your phone off or like just moving it away from like a a situation i personally believe that getting rid of those distractions is actually really important on loads of different levels um i'm not sure what's your, what's your thoughts on that um it's interesting you you've sort of touched on a few things that i'm personally trying to work on at the moment so ever since i had a conversation with my friend ellis um last year who also appeared on this podcast he spoke a lot our topic conversation revolved a lot about routine and this was his top tip was the idea of not using social media as soon as you wake up so definitely he stressed it more so at the start of the day and it was something that I tried to adapt to yeah you know making part of my own routine and I've sort of been it's been reaffirmed recently because I've been trying to sort of slowly dial back my sleeping patterns so I wake up a tiny bit earlier um, to give myself that almost that protected time in the morning so maybe not a yeah time, but definitely a, a window there where I'm off my phone or technology and it was kind of reaffirmed the other day that you know you turn your phone on and you are suddenly bombarded with billions and billions of micro pieces of information and when it's sort of said out loud like that you think yeah wow like I can turn my phone on and suddenly have a crazy amount to think about um, so yeah, I, I think that is something. Um, yeah, so you've you've touched upon a few things. But you control the narrative with that. I agree with you again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm so pleased. Well, this is the thing. You do actually control the narrative. And I think it's so difficult. And it's like, I was really a bit like, can I protect my first and last hour of the day? And I think I started doing this. No joke, it's taken me like a year or so to even get to that point. So like things don't just happen overnight. Like you said, you dialing back with your like sleep pattern and stuff. It's about doing it gradually. So like you could be like, okay, I'm not going to look at it first thing in the morning for 15 minutes, then put it up to 20, 30, and then just like increasing it in that way. And you do have a lot more control over your life than you think. And being able to like, honestly, sometimes I'll look at my phone and I'm like, it's really stressed me out. And I could have avoided that, but it's because I looked at it that I've essentially, and I've only got myself to blame for it. So I'm really trying to become a lot stricter with myself on it. And I feel like I'm getting there slowly but surely, but it's a working progress. And I think it's, it'll be the same for you. Definitely. Like the control of the narrative is something we, we are all capable of doing. Um, for me at the end of last year, I did get really caught up in committing to too many things at once. And then when opportunity came my way, yeah, I feel I recently, you. um, become part of my, my local FA youth council, which is something I've wanted to do for a few years. And since coming back from uni, Oh, wicked. That's class. Thank you. And I've, I've really been looking forward to it. And it ended up just clashing. Like I said, I, I teach sport in a school. So committing to taking, you know, trips out and to these events and then also having things for myself, I felt I was spreading myself too thinly. So for my sort of uh, routine, yeah. I think it's just making sure that you keep a high quality. You know, I know it's cliche, sort of the... the quality over quantity but I think you can do that with your commitments as well like don't give the people you care about your leftovers you know you want to give people your best self um and it's reflected in the work yeah oh god I couldn't I honestly couldn't agree with you more and I think that's something that I'm trying to kind of like grapple with at the moment because you feel guilty don't you you just feel guilty you're a bit like oh like even say for example I'll be around my family and I'm just like oh my god I've got so much work to do and I, I'd rather kind of shut myself away and then go and spend time with them so they've got like that full side of me but in terms of like routine my friend actually gave me an absolutely fantastic some fantastic tips in terms of like organization with routine and essentially you create like three kind of like graphs or sections and you have like the tick box section which is just like all those little things you want to get done then you've got those up to an hour so it could be like I don't know preparing for this podcast for example could be like an hour and then you've got projects and then from there you can time block like day by day like how long it's going to take you to do each thing and if you're waiting for a meeting and then you've got 10 minutes spare just do a couple of those tick box things and that has honestly changed my life in terms of organization and routine and so I'm dyslexic um, and I think that's always really important some people don't believe in like labeling and stuff but it's actually a massive part of my identity um, and it makes me who I am. And I just think it pe- it allows people to understand me a little bit better. Um, like clients, for example, I'll always say I'm dyslexic, by the way. So if I ever come up with weird and wacky ways of explaining something, you'll understand. Um, but that has really, really helped me with that. So that could be a routine tip that would essentially help someone as well. I really, really like that idea. So that was that was tick box. Can you just explain it again? Is that okay? So I was listening. I promise I was listening. That's fine. To clarify. No, that's, I can, I'll send it to you afterwards as well. Like, um, so just do like a little chart, like a little table with three columns. And then one of them is tick box. So like, I don't know, put the bins out, like easy stuff. And then the next one is up to an hour. So like I said, prep for this podcast, even a workout. And then the last one is projects. So things that could take a week, two or three days, but it's going to take a longer period of time for you to do. 
I absolutely love that. I'm, I'm, I know that way. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it was one of my, one of my friends who I work with, well, she kind of do a bit of work for. So she, um, she owns Big Moose, which is a charity in Cardiff. So they help people access mental health support. Um, anyway, she told me that she's, she's a phenomenal person. And yeah, so she, she big up her. I'm not taking the credit for that. Oh, amazing. If I, I'll connect with her after this podcast, if that's okay. And I will thank her myself. That's awesome. Yeah, you should. You get on well with Chloe, actually. What's been the best piece of self-investment you've done in the last three months? And So I, that's a difficult question, but I'd probably say um, setting up or well, starting my own business. Um, and, and you even mentioned you were like, oh, I'd like to find out a little bit more as to what your reasoning was behind that. I've always wanted I've always like firstly I don't like people telling me what to do and that's just my character um I've always I've always worked since I was like 16 I've had a variety of jobs um but I like flexibility I like having creative freedom I like being able to do what I want when I want to do when I want to do it um and also having the opportunity to work with so many different people and small businesses and growing businesses on people and their passion just kind of just drives me um so for that reason, I think that's it's massively self-investment, isn't it? It's trying to step your own business is, is your future. So I'd probably say that then. Not probably, definitely. <laughs> Amazing. So that if that is something that you're really happy to have self-invested in, um, which of course is such a broad topic, self-investment, you know, I suppose you do, you do that through your, your training, you know, meeting people and doing what you love. Um, to put it really, really, you know, loosely, if you could have an optimistic view yeah. looking forward five years, what does life look like for Testy in five years' time? Now, I know that's a huge question, and I just think sometimes <laughs> it's really nice to project it and manifest it because, you know, we can look back on this and go, you know what, my my past self thought this is where the direction I was going um oh my god my brother would answer this and just be like five years time I'd be older he always used to say that like a fucking joke it's not that funny um so ideally in all honesty I'm really content and really happy right now so if I can kind of in terms of like my relationships with family friends and everything as long as I can kind of keep that in terms of everyone around me being happy and healthy I think that's where I'd love to be in five years time um I think professionally I'd love the business to grow um I'd love to have employees I'd love to be able to kind of have, make it kind of more international and work with people overseas um because I'm I'm actually half French so um I, I speak French as well so being able to work with people in France would be wicked so just kind of having a bit more of like a an international profile I suppose and a bit more of a team behind me and yeah just a really cool place and full of creators would be absolutely wicked um so that's me on the kind of business side of things other than that I think that I know that, that might sound a little bit limited but I, I really just feel like that would be me happy like happy in a nutshell as long as like my really relationships and family were thriving then I'm, I'm happy you know like I, I said earlier like quality over quantity you know you've got one goal and you know what you want to achieve because I'd be more worried if I asked you that question and you were like mm, well I'm not really sure and it's been really really nice and sort of motivating for all the guests that I have interviewed sort of through live as well that they all said no 
this is what I'm working on. There are some small steps that I think I need to do to achieve it. Um, and this is where I see myself. And I think, again, that sort of loops all the way back to the idea of having an optimistic vision of the future, you know, to keep blowing my own trumpet. But, the, you know, that sort of idea is what that stands for, that you're looking forward and you can sort of micromanage steps to... Yeah, and I agree with you, and I, I love the concept of it, and I think it's something that I'll harness definitely. And look, I'm gonna—it's gonna take me a long time to kind of get to the point that I want to be at with everything that I've literally just described in terms of business-wise. Of course, it will. It doesn't happen overnight, and I think sometimes it takes a lot longer than say if I wanted to stay in an organisation and work my way up. But I think the rewards will be will be better in terms of a better quality of life, I suppose, in my in my personal opinion. So, so yeah. What about you? Where's your five-year goal? <laughs> Aha, back at me. Um, yeah. Five-year goal. Um, I am on a massive mission at the moment um, in 2022. So this is my first full year sort of postgraduate, um, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like I fully control the narrative this year. Um, saving for a house. So that's something big. That's like a big sort of life um, step up that I want to sort of move out and have my own space. Adulting um nice continue to push the idea that physical education especially in schools is more than just physical so my whole background is in sports science but my main uh love and passion is sports psychology and i've you know intertwined that with coaching which is frowned upon in the academic side of sport which is a shame um at least that's how i feel about it but connecting with people and proving that you know you can still get the results and the performance goals and there are ways to manage the way people think um there's an amazing i think alex ferguson you know has said that you know people call it sports psychology when really it's just it's just management it's managing people's thoughts their behaviors their goals their visions their dreams um and really trying to open that up to as many many people as possible and currently i'm doing that at a primary level so you know starting small but um i've got some really awesome um projects on the way currently rewriting some curriculum for a primary school where we've managed to rebrand their pe to physical and mental education so just having that in print um that teachers have to deliver i help with is a huge step in the right direction and i'd love to be able to deliver that to multiple schools around my wow that's amazing so that's the that's the aim this year um, COVID has slowed me down a little bit, as you can imagine, moving from location to location. But um, yeah, that's my my direction at the moment. Um, no such thing as rejection, just redirection always. Love that. And I also think that what you're going to be doing is having a huge impact on, I think, starting with young kids and kind of shaping their the, their attitude and the way that they kind of perceive the world and perceive themselves, especially in regards to their relationships with sports and eating and all of these things, you're starting at the right level and it's going to have a bigger impact than you probably even realise. So I'm 100% behind that, but it's wicked to hear the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. I look forward to sharing more with you in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on here as well. It's been a lot of fun. Sorry I've been so hard to pin down. No, it's (laughs) fine. Like I said, I knew this conversation would be worthwhile and thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to have this conversation. Um, I'm sure the listeners got so much out of this. Um, I can't wait for them all to hear it. Is there anything at all that you'd like to um, let your listeners know, let my listeners know um, where they can find you on social media? Um, Please speak your truth. 
Um, I mean, thank you for listening to me anyway. I hope I haven't bored, bored too much, <laughs> too much out of you. Um, so yeah, I've got two Instagrams. Um, so I've got my business Instagram, which is called Giddy Comms. Um, so that's a social media management agency, which is just essentially, I have only done my soft launch on that at the moment. So big launch to come soon. Um, and like I said, I basically work with businesses to help them optimize their social media and to help them grow their businesses online, um, which I absolutely love. And it's kind of about, the background of it is like you're giddy with so many different ideas, but we kind of give you that focus. So yeah, if you want to check that out, then you can. And then if you want to be bored with a bit of fitness and some occasional food, um, then Tessie Yellar is my fitness page. Um, so yeah, but I, but I absolutely love doing both of them really. So yeah, thanks for having me on here, Alex. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tessie. I can't wait to share this message, this conversation with the world. Um, if you're listening guys definitely check out both of those pages um they always 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 engage me when they pop up in the news feed um i learn something new pretty much every time um and i love the aesthetics on your giddy comms page um i will definitely look out for the oh, uh, launch of that later this year yeah website's gonna be excited i can't wait i'm buzzing <laughs> so we're such adults are we get excited about like a house and a website i literally love it the, the biggest meme that was like my whole mood for 2021 was the idea of um it was like uh, this is so off topic now but basically it was the idea that like what do i want for christmas um, <laughs> i want a house like it, it was like you know what do you ask for anymore like it was it just made me and my partner that we were like yeah, yeah that's that's literally it it is and you're like i want a hoover and it's like what the fuck when did we become these people but that's fine <laughs> it's just oh, changing i don't want to get you next christmas there we go <laughs> wicked oh thank you so much uh dyson please <laughs> thank you so much again um i won't take up any no more your evening but thank you so much for coming uh, on. cheers thanks for having me and a massive thank you to all of you amazing visionary listeners who've joined me for the ride in 2022 one awesome conversation to kickstart the new year off with. Cannot wait to get more of these amazing, insightful, engaging conversations to you. If I can just take a minute of your time for a little bit longer, please, 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 if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Absolutely makes my day, helps get the exposure of the podcast to reach new heights. Would really, really appreciate it. Of course, make sure you stay visionary this week keep that optimistic mindset going. You've got this. 2022 is going to be our year and we're going to do it together. See you soon.